call me Dr. Jones, known as the Night Tripper. Got my satchel of gree grease in my hand. Dig me tripping up and back down the bayou. I'm the last of the best, they call me the gree grease man. What up, everybody? Got many clients. Is that motherfucker Jody B? Hello. And welcome to the Po' Boys Podcast. I'm back. With a new episode. For your ass. This week's guest was actually a real pleasure. And uh, I'm really fucking excited to be able to bring this to you. Uh, Recently, while fishing i was out fishing around looking for some new podcasts and people to talk to i discovered a show uh called married as fuck through another show called blunt mommy so it's kind of a tag team effort there um one led me to the other and i got to know these folks through their show and it just two really cool fucking people man so far they've done i think about 20 shows They've had a sex therapist. They've had a few kind of celebrities. You know, it's they are, are finding their way. And I think they're doing a great job thus far. And I think you'll enjoy them. I, I really do. These are probably two of the nicest people I've met thus far. Uh, especially being a couple. They seem like they have very good chemistry. But uh, I wanted to get a chance to speak with them. Because, hey man, I like cool people. So, we got them on this week. You motherfuckers, be sure to go and give them some love. Check them out at Married as Fuck on Twitter. And, uh, yeah, man. We're gonna fucking do this shit. I'll catch you after the show. If you got love trouble, you got a bad woman you can't control, I got just the thing for you. Something called controlling the hearts and get together drops. If you work too hard and you need a little rest, try my Easy Life Rub or put some of my Boss Fix Jazz in your breakfast. Try a little bit of sucking in the butt. I'd like to fuck the shit out of you. Like to fuck the shit out of you. Like to fuck the shit out of you. Please put my plan in your hand. Hey, please put my plan in your hand. Hey, please put my plan in your hand. Please put my plan in your hand. <laughs> Coming in hot with some David Allen Coe. Oh, I thought it was Wheeler Walker Jr. I was no, gonna add. I love some David Allen Coe. No, 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 no. That uh, that song is from nineteen. Uh, in the seventies, right? It's a long fucking time ago. I don't have it up here. It's at least seventies. Yeah. Yeah. The nineteen hundreds. Oh man, there's some other, in- there's some crazy <laughs> songs on that fucking album. And uh, not for the faint of heart. If you uh, don't like that, then you're definitely not going to enjoy any other songs on that album. So let's get the intro out of the way. Welcome 
to the Po' Boys Podcast. Tonight we have a special guest for a holiday episode. We have the the wonderful new dynamic duo podcast team that I've I've come to know and love. The Alabama Slammer, Mr. Randall Fowler, and his Cajun Queen, Miss Brooke, the Married as Fuck podcast. It's a glorious, yes, glorious evening we're gonna have, lady and gentlemen. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> We've been looking forward to it for a long time. You know, this has been uh, weeks in the making, and uh, we're stoked, man. Thanks for having us. No problem. I'm glad that we got Skype figured out. So now your your horizons, although you've already set the bar pretty fucking high uh, with your first 20 episodes. I mean, shit. I don't I don't know where you're gonna go now. But I guess if you know you want to talk to to famous people, you you got Skype now. So hey. Happy I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that shit, uh, that shit is awesome. Glad to know that uh, we can actually make this work now if we uh, have to use it. But we'll have to have Rachel get Skype to see if it. I mean, it. Yeah, she'll. Um, I don't know if you saw, but we're going to be having her reoccurring now, uh, like once a month. Uh, Rachel Miller. That was a great first episode. I haven't heard the second one yet, but uh, I think with you guys being a couple, having a sex therapist is is a slam fucking dunk. And she's very entertaining, so I've already heard the first episode. I'm looking forward to the next one. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's, like, officially our Dr. Drew. <laughs> yeah, and she would... Uh, I think she would be awesome if you ever had her on to, mm-hmm. to dig into that, the fucking... Uh, awesome ass interview brain of yours because i've listened to a lot of your interviews and i don't know if i've ever told you this uh in the conversations we've had directly but oh, i love Brooke too, best, you know I, i'm a big fan of your interview style you yeah. know I, I was telling my brother-in-law today i think you're uh uh-huh. solid as shit with the way you interview i take a lot of notes you remind me a lot of rogan actually it's conversational but you also got the nutsack to tell somebody you know what uh, a lot of people think you're a dick <laughs> what do you say to them? Which I love. And I think that's fucking awesome. And uh, so kudos to that, brother. Well, I mean, if you're going to have a conversation, I'm going to ask questions. This is the whole point. You know, I guess you're making reference to the, the last episode with Doug. Yeah, yeah he, uh, he got involved with some shit, man, and uh, mm-hmm. kind of caught a tidal wave. <laughs> Bless his no, heart. I thought it was interesting that you came, you come out of the gate hard. You're like, man, hey. A lot of people think you're a dick. <laughs> I was <laughs> laughing my ass. I was like, damn. Well, straight. I don't know if, if it made the, inter- the the conversation, but actually in setting up the interview, right, back and forth, hey, when you want to do it, blah, 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 uh, I, I get really – okay. I've had a couple people stand me up on Skype, basically. Like if we're talking through Twitter, that's the only communication we have. So basically until you read your fucking Twitter message – I'm just sitting here, sitting on my thumb, you know. Uh, and what it was is I, I like to get people to connect with me beforehand. Like, I don't show up five minutes before we're fitting to record and go, all right, we'll download Skype. And you're gonna, you know, because it would be a nightmare. I've had that happen. So four or five days in advance, I'm saying, hey, man, get Skype, look me up, type this, send me a message. Let's make sure that all I got to do is sit down and click the shit because I don't want to waste your fucking time. You know, that's really the way I look at it. If you're coming to speak with me, then I'm going to be as professional as I can and try to be here when I say I'm going to be here. And uh, he didn't respond for like a day or two. And then he sent this long, drawn out message about, listen, man. 
you know, I drive a long way back and forth to work. I, I work with computers. He said, to be honest, after a 12-hour day, the last thing I want to fucking do is pull up Skype, blah, blah, you know, something like that. He said, <laughs> I will get on there tomorrow morning if I get a moment. If not, we'll do it Saturday. Period. <laughs> and then the next message said, now get off my ass about it. Oh, and wow. I was like, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 but then, you know, we talked back and forth and I just said, my bad, man. I was just fucking with, you, you know, because I said something about like, you silly. He said, I don't know my Skype name. I said, you silly asshole. Don't you use Skype to, to talk with your co-host? You know, so I was kind of fucking with him to start with. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I thought I fucked up. I was like, I'm sorry, buddy. I was just you're fucking around. He goes, I was just fucking around, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's always hard to tell over mm-hmm. like text medium, like and especially if you only know somebody casually right if you're sensitive like i can sniff out as a guy right like i can sniff out dudes that i can bust their balls Mm -hmm. immediately like i can tell jody's a ball buster right right? so i you know on twitter i could call him a dick sucker and he could call me a a cock smoker and who would give a shit i'd like you know it wouldn't mean a thing right you know no i got i got a thick skin bro I'm, i'm half trucker half trailer park you got to go along you got to dig deep to hurt my fucking feelings <laughs> oh yeah well and when randall calls you a dick sucker he's not trying to hurt your feelings that's like almost that's a like show a, of love like a term of endearment yeah right that's that, a, uh, over the internet i say motherfucker a lot yeah so that's a lot to, to come at somebody you've just met literally had one sentence of communication with and then you get into the dm and you're like what's up motherfucker did you some skype <laughs> When you want to do this shit, bitch. And people are like, I'm going to pass. Uh, sorry, I thought this was something else. Yep. You got me all wrong. I uh, must have the wrong person. So. My Excuse bad. Me. Now, you're going to get that, man. And I don't mean to put a jinx on you, but I mean, I think it's part of the deal. You guys are still pretty early on. You actually, what, what I'm seeing just as a person who does a show and has listened to a bunch, I think that you have a good dynamic. You figured out your audio pretty early on, and that's a good thing because most people either don't put up their first 10 episodes or, you know, it's just a train wreck and people just skip those. You guys have have done pretty well from the beginning. So, I mean, you had maybe the first four or five just to shake off kind of the cobwebs. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you're sitting at your kitchen table having a talk. So, you know, once you get used to that and you let that fucking wall down, the shit gets real. And I like it. Well, thank you. That's the goal. That's that's all that it ever really uh, started out as for us was to be a conversation at our dinner table um, that we would have regardless, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And now, I mean, like, it, I don't think I ever even thought we would be interviewing people that we didn't know. Like, I figured we would have some of our friends on or whatever. And, uh, you know, Buff Bagwell is technically one of our friends but <laughs> it's crazy right <laughs> uh it's totally crazy i mean he, and he's especially because he's just the nicest fucking guy in the world like but the past like five episodes we've done have just been all where we're talking talking to people on the phone and they've been the most well received so i told randall i was like i don't even know if i know how to take that like right. <laughs> yeah we were a little hurt like we were like fuck man people like they don't like right. it when we sit around and tell dick jokes and fucking <laughs> talk about having sex as much as they like to hear right. from other people. But And we don't even care because we flat out said, you know, like our coming up episode Friday, 
we're not interviewing Dick. Right. We're going to have one of our old school you, shows. You where need to we do spend it that time. way. You guys mm-hmm. are putting out a lot of content, and so you don't mm-hmm. want to go to the well too much. Fortunately, you have a constant co-host. You know, like I have a pool that I have to make sure and regulate and fill and you know stock and and or mm-hmm. I'm sitting here with nothing. So that that's good, and people will eventually tune into those episodes. You know, that's what I started with. So the interviews are just kind of, you know, like an extra thing. I enjoy you guys, uh, your communication. Your your you remind me a lot of your, my wife and myself. And so it's married as fuck, man. That's what we are. That's what we all are. We're just trying to figure shit out. <laughs> that's a lot of people too. It's like ah, oh, you remind me of me and my husband, or me and my wife. Like, and it, it's like. Like, oh, okay, good. So we're not weird. <laughs> yeah, it makes me uh, it makes me happy because you know we've and we've talked about it on the show. You know, me and Brooke have both been uh, married once prior, and we're not married as fuck and not happy, and couldn't be ourselves. You know, so I'm happy for the people that are with somebody that allows them to be their real self. Oh yeah, be that way with. Mm-hmm. And I feel terrible because I know a lot of people that are in relationships where they aren't their real self, you know, and I, I know what that's like. So, you know, it sucks. I wish, uh, you know, we want to help people. At the end of the day, it's weird because our show is, you know, there's so much fuckery and bullshit and, and you know, dicks and, you know, big veiny cocks <laughs> and bulldog all that. Your nuts. Really, Don't forget the bulldog and nuts, Randall. Get the and shit. the bulldog and the nuts. <laughs> but, you know, at the end of the day, we also want people to be like, you know what, fuck, man, they they're a happy couple shit right what are they maybe doing what's gonna be fun is if you all kind of stick to the program you're going to experience things and you're going to talk them out on on your show and that's going to be fun you know to see like that next level because you guys if if you don't eventually get kind of pissy with each other once then maybe Mm -hmm. you're not doing it right you know what i'm saying (laughs) like that's the kind of shit. Now you don't make good radio. You don't walk in and pick a fight with your wife. Right. But at the same time, if you're not just pandering, then eventually you're going to get that moment where you're like, "We shut the fuck up. That is stupid." What did you say? <laughs> My wife says shit like that to me all the time. <laughs> like you are well, out of your I goddamn mind. <laughs> yeah, it's happened a few times yeah. already. Like uh, Brooke got a little upset. Our uh, brother-in-law. You know, he listens, of course, to the show. He likes, he loves the show. And we got together one weekend. He was like, for God's sakes, Brooke, you're meaner than shit to Randall. I know. It made me feel like such shit. Like the whole day I was like, I'm not mean. Fuck you. Yes, I'm just fucking mean to you. Yeah. And and she wasn't, Jody. It was just from an episode where she was being legit. And she was like, get in the fucking mic. Quit looking at your phone. Talk into the And she was all, everything she Amen. said was correct. Yeah, I'm I was not mad at that. Horrible. It sounds like she was telling you to get your shit together. Yeah. She was doing yeah. I wasn't mad at her. But, but I, ha- I have to be stern, Jody, or he won't listen. She does, man. <laughs> My wife is, is pretty stern. She keeps me in line. I know. I'm only like half his side. Less than half his side. That's <laughs> so right. You know your fucking role, man, because she's the keeper of the the gift. So if you want <laughs> oh, the gift, shit. you want the gift, you better act right. Get your ass in there and take that fucking trash outside. <laughs> Wash some dishes. Yeah. Do some laundry, motherfucker. Yeah, she knows the key, man. She knows the she a gift that some women don't do and don't have, and she has it, which is a way to make me feel like. I am still being the man in the relationship and being, you know, steering the ship when in reality she's steering everything. And that's a very rare gift. Oh, 
for her to have, and she can do that shit. She knows she's in charge at the, at the end of the day of every fucking thing, but she still has a way of making me feel like I'm getting my way. Yeah, she kind of really like she lets you think like you're walking through, like yeah, <laughs> and she's like yeah, just keep on thinking that big boy. Oh, I- <laughs> in charge babe oh yeah <laughs> i think that that your wife and my wife might be related they come from the same clan whatever it is i don't know what yeah no shit but that Voodoo interestingly magic. that was one of the first things the first episode i listened to of yours um i was talking to brooke afterwards about it and i was like and i don't remember what the episode was but you were talking to someone about your wife you were interviewing me too was it, was it dave the, the producer i think was the it first was. episode i listened to of yours right the same one. and you're talking about your wife and it was very complimentary and i knew the other parts of your show you know you're like me your shit's funny foul mouth at times it was you know smart at times all the good shit but then when you were talking about your wife you know you were legit sincere very well spoke you know spoke very well of her and i told brooke i was like shit i can respect that that that's how i hope i come across where i can fuck around with my wife but everyone knows at the end of the day when it comes to my wife i love my wife oh look (laughs) i love that woman you know what i'm saying like i'll fist fight you over her i really would and i don't say that about a lot of things these days i'm an old man i've had some injuries you know what i'm saying but let me say you fuck with my wife i will take your head off your shoulders there you that's, go. That's what's up. <laughs> and you should yeah. always remember that. I tell you what, I have a, a couple friend of ours. They've got some kids, some kids that are getting a little grown. You know what I'm saying? Getting a little, getting a little grown, and they think they can say some crazy shit once in a while, <laughs> and uh, talk crazy to their mama. And my buddy will will fucking straight throw down and say, "Listen, <laughs> you you don't talk to my wife that way." motherfucker like uh, you get your ass in there and do something else and uh you know let's let's stop all this now and some of these little verbal altercations that you get into with your teenage kids so oh, yeah. and i have a respect for that like at the end of the day she came first <laughs> you yep. know don't think that you're ever what gonna fucking cross me here, on that yeah. <laughs> no I, and I, it's that's a great point and I, that's almost one of my credos in a, a, yep. a said it on our show and to friends that have come to us for you know just kind of chit chat about relationship advice and if you're if you put your kids before your spouse you're fucking up it doesn't matter i mean that doesn't mean you don't love your kids mm-hmm. but your spouse is number fucking one those kids come after well and they're gonna spouse. grow up and they're gonna leave you but i mean and and absolutely uh, and but they're, they're still to. they are number <laughs> two they are ne- they are below the spouse on the totem pole and people forget that. I hate my biggest pet peeve, and I hate to generalize, and you know, it's not my I'm not trying to, but you hear it a lot, especially from moms, where they'll say, "My children are my life; mm-hmm. they are my everything." And I'm like, you know, shit, baby, that that should be your fucking husband. <laughs> That's who you should be saying that, and then say, "My kids are my life." Point well, two. My family, or yeah, it? my B, <laughs> right on that. But that's just my opinion. No, I'm with that. I think that we have... Now, I will say this. I think she loves our son a little more than she loves me, or she loves him in a different way. Because she'll wipe shit off of his ball sack. Different way. And I haven't asked anything like that before. You know what I'm saying? It makes me order the kind of shit I need to get away with. I think I need to try something. I need to step my fucking game up. (laughs) Well, it's definitely a different kind of love, and, and I don't take anything away from that. But... When you see 
from my experience of marriages that I've seen fail that could have had potential to be really good marriages, they fail because the parents lose themselves in the kids and they quit living for each other and they live for their kids only, you know, and that's where you can get lost. And then a relationship's down the shitter. You know what I'm saying? Because we still got to get you got to get your fuck on. I mean, we're adamant about that. (laughs) That shit is important. And we put I mean, that is emphasis number uno. We, we, we love ski to fuck ski, and that's just the truth. Speaking of uh, loving to fuck, uh, shout out to our host sponsor, Spunk Lube. Uh, here, here. Yeah. This shit is slippery. Did you get your lube yet? Oh, God, yeah. Uh, sure. Yeah, uh, we got the, I got a shirt. And I've got to thank you for that. That was, a. I mean, you're the man. I give you credit for helping us get that. Did you uh, uh, did you try your lube yet? Oh, for God's sake! Of course, brother. <laughs> What'd you think? Really, I mean, we've never used anything like this before, but let's go ahead and try it. Holy shit! I'm gonna give it to you straight, brother, just <laughs> because I I love your show. Yeah. Well, I, thought, I spoke. I don't know if you listened to the new episode. I had to give some to a friend, and it made it got kind of weird. So <laughs> I'm asking you guys as co-sponsors. Shit, you fucking what? What'd you think, man? What I'm, you I'm gonna tell you the first. You know, we got it. When it came in the mail, we did a show that night. We recorded, and then afterwards, you know, we put our kid to bed before we record, and then we're done. And I was like, "Shit, yeah, just give it a whole go." I think it was lube. during the day. I think you're no. Wrong. The first one was at night because uh, we were messing around and gotcha. Okay. I, I covered her. You know, I gave her a nice uh, dollop <laughs> okay. of nice. the uh, not the natural, not the avocado and coconut oil, but the. Um, what is the it, like big pump bottle? Yeah, the pump bottle. <laughs> the original, the OG kind. It looks like jizz. Just everybody, yes. it, it looks like semen. <laughs> Dude, I put she put I put a load on her hand, <laughs> and then literally I was ready to produce another load on her hand in 20 seconds. Crazy, right? I had to, I had to tell her to stop She's because like, stop we weren't it. even to the damn fucking yet. Uh-huh. And I was like, you got to stop. Play with the balls. I can't. Yeah. I'm going to be done, and I'm not even going to satisfy. I'm just going to tell you the truth, babe. I'm about to blow my nose. So let's stop. Nope. Time out. Nope. <laughs> Time exactly. out. Like, just stop it. The shit is legit <laughs> as fuck, and I'm telling you. It's good so now, stuff. Now very we're hooked. High quality. I'm, I'm very happy with just the product itself. Um, I will say this. If you are if you fuck in front of a fan, which I don't know how you guys roll, but in the South, we keep a fan on in a bedroom. Uh, you you may have to reapply, which is fine because you just get another dose of it and fucking put it on there. But uh, it is like a moisturizer, so it actually soaks in. It's not like jelly lube. I don't know if you guys have fucked with that, but it's like it leaves a residue. And like if you sweat the next day, like your balls are all slimy. It's weird. Well, it reactivates with water. I was reading up on it. Any kind of moisture reactivates the shit. So you're absolutely right. Like, if you get, uh, you know, you damn jerk yourself off or you have sex with your wife or she tugs the wiener <laughs> off and she used a, a load of the, you know, wonderful spunk lube, next day you'll be walking around and you'll be like, God damn, my balls are slick. You'll go to piss and your hand will slip off of it because that shit re, uh, reignites as you get moisture. That means that you didn't wash your dick off, which means you're going to get that stank hand. I don't mind oh, it. I don't mind it so much, but like when you drop your fly and you stand there and you're like, oh, 
Oh lord! <laughs> all that does, all that is, is that makes me remember that we have a healthy sex. <laughs> Goddamn right, Randall. You got. I'm like, right. you know what? Fuck that. I'm gonna shower tonight. I love that smell. What oh. smell? Fuckery. Smell of badussy. Yep. Means I, I fucking. And it smelled like a fucking so damn hamster cage in our room that first <laughs> night after the damn <laughs> spunk luber eyes. Well, right. and I'll say it's. Hey, it does. Thing. Okay, okay. It does smell a little funny, right? It does. A little bit, yeah. Okay. So I had a thought, okay? I'm just going to speak openly. Listen, Spunk Lube, Jeff, if you happen to listen to this, I'm not saying this is what happened. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> did you have a moment like during or after the next day where you were like, you know, if it looks like jizz and it smells like jizz. It's jizz. What if... <laughs> What I, if it is jizz? What if it's jizz? <laughs> and I, I just, I, I couldn't help but think it. And I was like, I, probably ready. not. But <laughs> if it is jizz, I want to say to Jeff, congratulations on the greatest gag in history. And <laughs> you got send me, me some more. Because the, so. <laughs> yeah, the shit works. Yeah, shit works. And uh, fuck that, man. If it's jizz, I'll plug my fucking nose. That shit is legit. <laughs> I'm telling you. I can see me getting hooked on it. I'm being honest. Like I'm hey, like, did it, so did, did you get a couple? More. Did you get a couple different kinds? Did you get all of them, or what did you get? We got two. He, he didn't send us four. He sent us two, and he sent Brooke a shirt because he was out of shirts my sizes. But he was great. He emailed me and said, "Hey man, I'm gonna send you some more shirts um, if you're interested in them, and uh, a couple more uh, products." But right now, I wanted to get you what I had, so he sent us the. The one that's edible and all natural with the avocado and coconut oil. Right. That's like fucking. I think you could cook with it. Uh, that's why I said, said you could put twice. it on jelly. You could put it on fucking toast. Good. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and then sent us the OG original and that motherfucker sitting on about a quarter of a tank now and we've had it for a week. It's not bad. See, I, I got a few of them. I got like uh, well, I got one of the actual full silicone, and I don't know if you get one of those, but I'm not big big on silicone it's real slippery but if you, ask, how is that so i haven't i haven't used it yet but i do remember a certain time when i bought silicone lube before and it's specifically for fucking underwater fyi Intr- okay good to know mm-hmm. so <laughs> if, if you guys ever want to fuck around because unfortunately if you try to fucking water uh, shit gets a little sticky for some reason. Yeah. It's just a weird thing that happens. No, you washes think. away. You can't get like yeah. We've we've. Mm-hmm. And anytime you try and do it in the shower, I'm over that. Or shit. in a I'm hot too tub, big, man. Well, well so, so what I'm saying is, is, yeah. is now with this shit, it's you put it on it, and it's slippery. So I would advise maybe both uh, self apply or you know apply to yeah. both areas before you put the slots together. And that's and the silicone. That's the full silicone. You could fuck in a hot tub with that kind of stuff. Or a bathtub. Yeah. You got a big-ass bathtub you want to fuck in? Swimming pool, whatever. But, yeah, it's specifically, like, good for fucking underwater. FYI. <laughs> well, they cut all their bases, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, fuck, man. They're, uh, I don't know how correct it is, but I was reading up on them, and, you know, they say they're the preferred lubricant of the porn industry. I mean, that's a lot of fucking... So it's because it looks like jizz because they can use it as stunt cum in like photo shoots. I put some on my face. Did you see that picture? I yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I knew it too. I, as soon as it came in the mail, I told my wife, I said, well, I got to take a picture with it on my face. And she's like, why? I said, 
because yeah. it looks like jizz. And she goes, uh-huh. What's the, um, what's the payoff here? I go, <laughs> are you serious? Like, I have to explain this. It's, it's not jizz, but it looks like jizz. So you can put it anywhere and be like, ah, it's fucking jizz there. And so, yeah, why wouldn't you put it on your face and look like, ah, <laughs> where did that come from? It's I love it. And I, I love it for the, not only because the product's cool, but the comedic value of getting to say spunk lube and putting the product in like our pictures for episodes. And uh, I'm real big on uncomfortable comedy. Like, I test everyone that I meet to decide if I can even fuck with you, right? I may say the most inappropriate thing <laughs> possible to you just to see how you react. And if it, if you turn your nose up at it, I can't, uh, I know I can't fuck with you. And that's okay. I mean, because I'm not for everybody. Right. But I'll test you pretty quick in my normal everyday life. And if, if it, if you're like, oh my God, yeah, spunk lube. They're sinners. <laughs> then you know what? It's best off we're not. We don't fuck with each other. Yeah, that's because it's gonna get worse and it, it'll be right. uglier than that at times. <laughs> let's let's just start here. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Get it out of the way. Get you know? it out of the Figure way. Make sure. Yeah, we're compatible. <laughs> so, um, you know, it sucks because technically both of you guys are my mortal enemies. Is that not a little weird? We're sitting here having. We should post I- this on, on some of our respected football. Uh, preferences because you're a Razorbacks fucking fan. I mean, I'm sorry, dude. It's crazy. You realize- Razorback fan? I mean, I know you're in Arkansas, so well, you I have, I, I have to be. I guess I've watched yeah. since the baby came. I haven't really watched any football, to be honest with you. But it's cool because we sucked the last couple of years. So yeah. when were you good? Okay, <laughs> let, let, hold on, hold on. That, that, that's the, a little hardcore, man. The last time, listen, no, 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 I got this. The last time was like 2010, maybe. Okay. We had That's- we had that one coach who who turned around a season. We had uh, Ryan Mallett's giant ass slinging yep. fucking passes. Yeah, it was I was about to say it. Yes. Y'all beat y'all played us hard, and we went to double we had, overtime in Tuscaloosa. We had Bobby Petrino, and he turned around the season, and then. Okay. And then he got onto a motorcycle with this this one lady and uh-huh. had himself a motorcycle wreck with a a student or a, somebody that wasn't his wife. Yes, I remember that. And uh, yeah, he, uh, <laughs> he got he got let go. <laughs> I forget that Ryan Mallett was uh, Arkansas though. At, we went to go see. I took Randall to a Georgia game here, and it was when Aaron Murray was the quarterback, and it was when Aaron Murray was a true freshman and it was like one of his first games and it was against Arkansas and Ryan Mallett look I I didn't like that guy he's a total fucking (laughs) douche like just his whole arrogant like attitude I'm like fuck you man like it's it's weird because it's a three-way thing like I said you know Randall with all due respect I was gonna ask Roll Tide or, or War Eagle, but uh, I kind of figured it out, so there's no need. But it's whatever. Paul Bear Bryant's from Arkansas, bitch. What do you think about that? I know, uh-huh. I know that. And so from Fordyce, I've been to his house. What up? <laughs> I give a lot of love to Arkansas. Hmm. I'm not a big hater of the Razorbacks. I've, I've got a lot of uh, respect. They've played us hard. They play us hard every year at Alabama. How about, you know, how about this? I've been a Bama fan since we suck, though. So I, I remember, and this is just to show how long ago it was, 
I was at the last game that Arkansas beat Alabama. Mm. It was two what was- thousand and se- six, seven, somewhere right right there after I graduated from high school. I remember because I did a lot of drugs, and uh, I went up to the weekend of the Alabama game, and my, my buddy and I were just going to hang out and watch the game because we were like, "Fuck it, it's Bama." It's going to be a full house. We're probably going to get our asses kicked. And why not just sit here and do drugs? (laughs) So, um, you know, my buddy had friends from back in our old neighborhood. Long story short, they were older people that had like season passes or whatever, season tickets. Mm -hmm. They got hammered at the the tailgate party beforehand. Mm -hmm. And they called my buddy and said, hey, we're not fucking going into the game. Would you like (laughs) our tickets? And we were like. Uh, okay, like you would, would you want to sell them or what? And they go, well, I mean, yeah, if you got a little bit, what, what do you got? <laughs> and we didn't have any money. So I traded, I don't know, 20 Percocet pills that I had because I got shot. So I had like a standing script that I just, I, I had a lot of drugs stashed away for hard times. And uh, we traded There's some some pills. Here, just take it all. Right. <laughs> you yeah. stockpile that shit. <laughs> It's worth money. Fuck that. It's like gold. Uh, so no, we uh, we bought the tickets, not knowing anything about where it was, just that we were going to be in the inside, you know. And mm-hmm. so we sat there, we got drunk, and then we wandered up to the stadium. And y'all, it was the tenth row on the fifty yard line. Nice. That's nice. Season tickets are usually pretty good pretty spots. Good, yeah. I my, mean, as for, especially for college. My boss was uh, like a, a regular and he had a good seat about eight rows up behind me where we were sitting. So you I were mean, like, we were, <laughs> we were right there. And I mean, it was crazy because, you know, we were close enough that you could yell at people and people were just hammering. It was whenever there was a, a running back whose last name was Darby. Yeah, it was Kenneth Darby. Ken, Kenny Darby. And he went they, to high school. Bro, they were lighting his ass up. They were, Darby, you motherfucker. <laughs> Just yelling shit yep. at him. So if you remember, that was another one of those nail-biter, double-triple overtimes. And I think we won by a field goal. And that's yep. what it was. I couldn't even see it when it happened. Like, we were so close that when the ball went up, Everybody stood up and leaned, you know what I'm saying? So we couldn't even see the fucking kick, and then we had to look in the screen, and then everybody was just like, ah, and the whole fucking stadium was shaking. It was nuts, man. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm going to tell you a funny story, and I'll, it'll actually start, but I'll let Brooke chime in because she knows better than me. But we went to New Orleans one time, and you know she went to school in Baton Rouge, so she's both a LSU and a Georgia fan. She started at LSU and graduated from Georgia. Uh, but so we went down there and we went to a Saints game in the Superdome. Oh, They're playing nice. the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And that little shitty stadium was full of the rowdiest, drunkest Cajuns. <laughs> and we had great seats. We were like on the 50, like you were, you know, probably about the same distance between we were, 10 seats back. I think we were like maybe 15 rows back, maybe. And if you yeah. remember, the Buccaneers had a tight end. His name was Kellen Winslow Jr. And he had had a motorcycle wreck and he had just come back from it. And those fucking Cajun <laughs> crazy asses were 
just ball busting, motherfucking idiot, motorcycle uh. <laughs> wrecking motherfucker. No, they're like, go get on your dick. motorcycle, go get on your. Ring, ring, ring. And his wife was a seat in front of us, yes. <laughs> and, they, and they knew it, and they were like, and fuck you too, bitch, and fuck him, that stupid they were, motherfucker. Yeah, they were heckling his wife, she like in the stands, and I could so mean i was like oh yeah babe i forgot to tell you saints fans are fucking ruthless <laughs> like, Shit gets real lsu fans are the same <laughs> way too just it's not even like friendly like you know no they want to fight it's all like well look mother, like i'm so. not i'm not a, a big football person it's just kind of the only thing to get behind if you want to have some fun sure uh mm-hmm. to be honest with you i think brooke would be more of the enemy in this situation because that's the deal is Bama's always you know Bama's usually good so you give it up sometimes we play you hard most of the time we we lose but LSU we just had the battle battle of the boot (laughs) yes ma'am so technically this is this is we're crossing the lines right now I know I know Randall didn't I don't even think you were Knew about the Battle of the Boot. Yeah, really, I mean, or, you, I've heard you talk about it. Yeah, it but means nothing to me. As but. big of a football fan as he is, I was like, "What do you mean you don't know?" And like, I was like, "The trophy. It's like this. The two states look like a big boot." Like, yeah. and he was like, "Okay." Yeah. <laughs> now we got that lame ass one with Missouri. Whatever. I'm so sick of this football shit. I don't even get to watch it anymore, so I kind of don't care. But it, it takes me back like to a time when I remember like tailgate parties. We always played LSU. Uh, the Friday after Thanksgiving too. That's uh-huh. the other thing. So it was Battle of the Boot. Usually it's you try to get off work, you know what I'm saying, or you would try to to call oh. in sick, whatever it is, because they do a big fucking tailgate party around the stadium on the golf course. <laughs> so many fights. I can't oh. tell you how many people's asses I've seen kicked outside of a fucking LSU Arkansas game. Out of any LSU game, it's a, like that's just yeah. That's well, see, the that's only- the thing is everybody else, I guess, has a little more etiquette. But you bring that shit up here, and we're like, all right, right then, bitch, and we turn our hats around backwards, and we're like, yeah. it's fucking rage. Well, yeah. did you did you see the story? Have you heard about where um, me and Brooke had made a bet on this national championship that just happened? No, I heard something about a tattoo though. You care to tell me about that story? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll let Brooke tell you about it. It's a fucking awesome story. This so, what kind of started our podcast, actually. Part, yeah, so we um, we always, since we've been together, and especially since my stepson has been coming here when he was like seven years old, because he's a huge Alabama fan, of course, and the every time Georgia and Alabama would play, we would have these like silly bets, like, you know, the loser gets silly stringed, or the what was another one i don't even remember uh we did the one where, oh, the, where gunner had to do my makeup yeah or gunner got to i always lose by the way right so i shouldn't <laughs> every single time whether it's georgia alabama lsu alabama i'm always the loser right um but i decided to just go along with randall once again when he said all right because when georgia and alabama in the national championship we were like we got to step up our game and raise the stakes a little bit and uh he texted me one day and was like, we're going to do a tattoo bet for the national championship. And he knows that I'm just, I'm going to go along with it. And I was like, all right, start picking out your Georgia tattoo, babe. And, uh, so I, I we got to pick out our own, ta- like, it's like, okay, I'll pick out one for Alabama. You pick out one for Georgia. Um, so, I mean, we all know how that turned out, uh-huh. but we, what, uh, what'd you get? If you don't mind me, you get a logo or like the bulldog or something. 
Well, Randall was going to get. Oh no, you the, had to get Alabama. So yeah, what did yeah. you did you get the just the standard A or did you get an elephant or what? How did you, what did you have to do? It's I got an elephant that's holding a little balloon in its trunk that ha, it's a crimson balloon with a little Alabama A in it. But oh. um, <laughs> yeah, it's actually really cute. But I mean, it's still an Alabama A. But we um. Re, uh, when we decided we were going to do that, Randall like typed up contracts for us. And we did this, like where we filmed each other signing the contract, like made it all serious, you know, and posted it on Facebook. Right. And, um, somehow it made it over to like a couple like local news stations here in Atlanta. And it, the, they covered it on one of the news stations here at like nine o'clock at night or whatever, where they played the video and we're talking about it and we're like, oh, shit. Of course, they're like saying like, oh, I hope he enjoys his Georgia tattoo, whatever, because it's in Atlanta. But um, then the there's a morning radio show here, the Burt Show, which is pretty big. They used to be like syndicated in some other cities and I think they're about to be again. But um, one of our friends sent the story to the producer of the Burt Show. Then he was like, oh, my God, I fucking love this. And called us up and was like, hey, you know, we want to talk to you about this. And leading up to the game, they called us, talked to us on the radio. And then they were like, they arranged for a tattoo artist to be there the morning after the national championship game. So that whoever the loser was would come in and get tattooed in the radio station. On air. On air. Oh, like nice. getting tattooed before, during, and after. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah. So not only did... Um, you know, cause I'm, this is morning radio. So like we had to be there, uh, God, we had to be at the radio station in Atlanta at like f- before 6am. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, w- I mean, either way, again, the national championship game didn't end until fuck we had overtime. I don't know what time it was, but it uh, like, and it wasn't even really on my mind. I was really more just pissed that, you know. Georgia lost right at the end, but it was Georgia was winning pretty much the whole fucking game, they and were then the whole game until the last play. And then I was like, "Oh, Nick Saban put this freshman quarterback in," and I, like I was shitting my pants, like, "What is happening? He's gonna <laughs> something crazy is gonna happen." <laughs> and sure enough, <laughs> yeah. and the coolest no. part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was I, like literally the game ended. I was so tired too, and I knew we had to get up so early, and then like. Like when that happened, I mean, poor Randall, you know, probably wants to celebrate and stuff. And it's just me and him in the bedroom. And it was like, I just looked at him and I was like, good night. <laughs> Rolled over and went a to long bed. fucking day tomorrow, bitch. <laughs> I dare you to cheer. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you were, keep, you we keep your penis to thing. yourself tonight, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sleep. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. And we were in there and they asked us on air. They were like, you know, Randall, did you have any are you contemplating letting her out of this bet? And I said, fuck no. no. She wouldn't want me to. I That's wouldn't, why yeah. my I wouldn't even ask it. for it. Because she you knew deep down it. that if you would have lost, you'd be getting a tattoo. <laughs> oh, I was getting it the whole time. And I had two options. I hadn't decided yet. I was either going to get the Georgia logo as a tramp stamp or on my forearm. The oh, tramp stamp sexy. was going to be purely for comedy. And uh-huh. I didn't give, I don't give a fuck. I got a mm-hmm. ton of tattoos. So I was planning on, I had the Georgia tattoo up until the last fucking throw. Mm-hmm. Man. It was me, and I was getting crucified on Facebook oh, from our friends. Yeah. I was like, get ready for that tramp stamp. No. Yeah. See, I, 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 I,
blown up with like I'm so sorry. I would have had to go a little deeper, and I would get like if it was a bull, any pretty much any animal of the SEC lineup, I would have probably gotten it around my belly button, implying that my belly button was the asshole of that animal. Like looking oh, back. Right. That would you seen those bad. tattoos where it's like a, a monkey or something with his butthole and like looking back at you so it would be like a bulldog's ass. Oh, it'd like, be a, per- well, a, a bulldog's bulldog. butthole because those things yes. are like you know, they pucker up well, like lips. Their buttholes are just out for everybody to see anyways. Like that would have been perfect. Yeah, Why didn't a- we think of that? But it doesn't matter, but yeah. <laughs> save that one for next season. Mine though. is a, it's at least cute. <laughs> I mean it's a it's a cute little tattoo. I mean, and I don't even at first, I was just like, I was really bothered by the A at first, like real self-conscious about it. Because, of course, I got it like on my arm. And everybody's like, why didn't you get it somewhere you can hide it? I'm like, you know what? I don't, it's not me. I lost a bet. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I lost a bet. It's going to ruin a couple conversations because somebody who's a diehard Bama fan is going to see that and go, oh, sweet, man. You fucking like Alabama. And you'd be like, no, it's a spite tattoo. I, lo- I, mm-hmm. I got it because I lost a bet. So. Right. Well, and you know, people like, like, and I told Randall, I was like, it's so funny because people joke like that all the time. Like if you see somebody with a tattoo for their team and they're not a fan of that team and they're like, oh, did you lose a bet? And like, if somebody says that to me, I'll be like, yep, I actually did. The thing is, is that 90% (laughs) of the people wouldn't have the balls to finish that bet. And they can say they would, but most people would would renege. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's just a tattoo. Well, I I agree. I'm with you. That's what I think. Some people take it way too seriously. Like, I just don't. I I know how much they cost. So the thing is, is I can appreciate the fact that you're going to give me a free tattoo. Okay. Where do you want to put it? (laughs) That's another. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the conversation. I don't give a fuck about a tattoo. It's like, is there any stipulation on where it goes? Because if I get to pick, yeah, whatever. Put that shit on my back fat where, where nobody will ever see it. That's fine. And, and it's a great story for us for the rest of our life. Tell that shit. You know, we both love to. We want to have all the all the memories, great stories, and mm-hmm. memories that we can soak up while you know we're alive. Because you fucking never know when this ride's over. It's true. And so we soaked it up. And when we were on the radio, they had us on for a while. It was pretty cool. And you know, we got done and we listened to it, and we we're like, "Fuck, man." We did okay. And then the haters <laughs> came out, though, because they posted it, you know, all over their Facebooks and the yes. local news. And it was 50-50. Half the people were like, you fucking rednecks. That's the dumbest shit. You're a wife abuser. Yeah, How could you let her get Randall. that tattoo, you damn redneck? No, they were accusing you of forcing me to get the tattoo. And I was like, bitch, please. Nobody's forcing me to do shit. Um, I forced myself to do <laughs> and then the other half of the people were like, that's fucking awesome. You guys rock. Yes, but it was Loved legit to her 50-50. for uh, sticking with her part of the bet. And so we kind of got the first taste of that. And I'm real bad about it. I, don't, I tried to engage like every hater at first <laughs> and like reply to them on the threads. And I'd be like, oh, man, thank you for that. That's awesome. You can, you know, I'll see you at church on Sunday. That's great. You're a real <laughs> sweet person, you know. Go fuck yourself. Right. <laughs> just I would just go fuck yourself to all. Yeah. Um, that's the rock star movie. If you would like the good ones and the bad ones, you just say, Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck I really love your in go fuck yourself. You sound like a stupid bunch of rednecks. Go fuck yourself. Well that's the all. Go fuck yourself. That's the funny shit is that that's the one negative 
review that we have on our show is uh, some guy listened to it and was like, gave us one star and was like, just a fucking couple of dumb fucking rednecks. No, he said a couple of uneducated Republicans. Oh, there you go. Same thing. But <laughs> I, I read it and I celebrated with Brooke. I, I was like, was fuck hysterical. yes, we got our first fucking Yay. hate, hate, hate review. <laughs> I haven't had a lot of hate. And I said some pretty crazy shit on my show, making points. You know, it's uh, I would figure it would be more, but I think I only have like three reviews. I don't. Oh care. yeah, we've I don't only really got care. a handful. You know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't. I I rarely check them, so I thought to me they're like not there. And every once in a while I'll look in and there's none, so it really doesn't bother me. You know, just whatever. Yeah, I mean it doesn't bother me either way. I, I mean, actually, I prefer it. I like it when people give me some shit because you know i enjoy that kind of banter and uh you know i don't don't give a fuck about that (laughs) and that's not why we do our show you know we had no expectations of this shit we just enjoy the spending an hour together shooting the shit right and seeing if some shit's funny or not and what i respect the most about people that do podcasts is i know a lot of people have them but a lot of people don't, and they don't have the balls to get on the microphone and be recording and try out some shit and see if it just fucking tanks right? or if it does well. And I respect the fuck out of anybody that does it because mm-hmm. you got to have a set on you to get on there and press record and then fucking upload that shit to the world, even if only 10 people listen. It's fun. It's it fun, fun just to sit here and interact with people. It's almost like pen pals, kind of, because you talk back and forth on Twitter. And then this is kind of your actual interaction, and you have shit to talk about. You know, you just sit around and go, hey, man, how the fuck you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing I didn't really expect. I mean, it was kind of really, uh, like, after the Burt Show thing and the the whole tattoo, but the idea and making the the first podcast, like, was very... Randall just texted me while I was at work and was like, Hey, we're doing like, sent me a picture. It was like, we're doing a podcast. I was like, uh, okay. Okay, cool. But like, I didn't, I really, I didn't have time to think about it or what I was expecting, but the whole like podcaster community, like immediately I was like, Oh shit. There's just like, they've been great. Everybody. Like, there's been so many cool people that we've met now through, just doing a podcast like it's just something i didn't expect i don't know it's i've had mixed reviews um it's getting better like the more i kind of pick my my crowd i think it you know i don't know when i first started there weren't a lot of people that came up and i felt kind of like uh it's having one-sided conversation but it's fun because i mean realistically i don't really care if if people listen to it because i'm the one talking i'm I'm talking to people, and if you want to listen, great, but this is my journey of, like, the people I'm going to get a moment to sit down with, and uh, mm-hmm. it's just like, I was telling somebody about you guys speaking to Buff Bagwell, and I was like, to most people, would be like, okay, why? Mm-hmm. And I'm, that's no disrespect to Buff Bagwell, I'm saying it's just most people are just kind of like, okay, whatever. Some people that know him would be like, oh, cool, but, you know, most w- would be that way, and so it's like... If I have an interest in speaking to somebody who is, was, or currently famous, um, this is the best way to talk to them. You know what I mean? It's not like catching them at a bar when they're drinking with uh, people coming up to them. It's not like on a plane. 
or like a saying? meet and greet. <laughs> I don't work for a news company. I can ask whatever the fuck I want. It's shit that I'd be watching wrestling, and I see uh-huh. him do it, and I oh, hey man, I wonder what the fuck he was thinking the night that he did that shit. And then I say, hey, so that's the beauty of this is sometimes you'll strike gold and you'll hit something that's actually entertaining. But for the most part, you're gonna do stuff that's just for you. You know, it, it's a very self-centered uh, medium. So. Oh, 100%. You're going to run yep. into a few hosts that are going to be kind of shitty, too. Just be ready for that and be on your toes. You don't have to be shitty back. I'm very passive with folks, you know, unless somebody really kind of fucks with me and I don't in- appreciate it. And I'll say, hey, man, fucking take it easy. I don't block people. I just don't mm-hmm. talk to them anymore. Yeah, I, I have a no, I have a no, no blocking policy. <laughs> I won't block anybody. I, I, I don't give a shit what you've done or said. I'll never block anybody just because I don't. I don't care enough to go through that. <laughs> people, you know, I've definitely been blocked before by plenty of people. And, and I know that for us in our show that it's not for everybody. You know, we talk, a, you know, I know it makes some people cringe to hear that a married couple actually loves to fuck. And I don't know why <laughs> they pretend that they're offended. And, oh, my God, they're talking about their fuck life. But. Yeah, that's what we really are, and that's what we really would do anyway. So, that's what we're gonna do on our fucking show. And yeah, it's like your own reality show. That's yeah. what we're doing here. We're just talking yeah. about shit and giving our perspective on stuff. Stuff and things. Yeah, and the buff, uh, the buff thing. What's interesting about Buff is, you know, I just met him through a training partner in lifting weights, and it was after he had, you know, well after his heydays. You know, I met him shit four or five years ago five years ago and we lifted weights through a mutual friend we trained together um lifting weights for a while and he was the fucking nicest guy i I remember meeting him and i was like oh god i remember the buff character so i was like he's gonna be a dick and he was the nicest guy in the world and we became friends and i remember i introduced him brooke came up to the gym and so i was yeah i was pregnant yeah i introduced uh brooke to him and he walks up and he's so sweet to her. And I watch her just be like, good God, that's a handsome motherfucker. <laughs> and he smells wonderful. Always. He's We'd all, work out. He's all greasy. I kinda, huh? I, he's all greasy. I kind of want to lick him. <laughs> the guy smells delicious. And I'm a straight man. But we would be working out. And when I work out, I smell like cat piss. I mean, I start stinking <laughs> like a motherfucker. He would smell better as we worked out. I was like, what the fuck is in your hormones, man? What the the fuck? (laughs) And he's just so sweet. The the women, I mean, their underpants just fly off. He's just a good-looking motherfucker. And super sweet guy. Buff Bagwell, a.k.a. Panty Dropper. Oh, 100%. The (laughs) dude, if you ever talk to him, you know, being his buddy, that kind of puts me pigeonholed with how you know what kind of question you're gonna see him in the him. fucking gym one day and you don't want him to punch you in the fucking face yeah. <laughs> but i would be enthralled with for to hear an interview with him by a non-biased you know interviewer to be like Man, how much have you slayed mm-hmm. give me a roundabout kinda, number like and he's told me in stories that i've he's never given me a number but i imagine that motherfucker's up there with wilt the still yeah just guessing he I has mean, to be yeah he was a he's a handsome guy now and you know at and he did that show gigolos i mean fuck but yeah back in his heyday that dude was 
Just, good morning, ladies. <laughs> and that's we go from there. Shasha. Yeah, I mean, he couldn't even give any massages when he was a licensed masseuse because everybody walk in and be like, "Nope, not." Doing oh, because ladies knew shit. I'd be wanting to fuck that young man. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not. Yeah, not getting naked in front of this shit, guy. Shit's yeah. about to go down. <laughs> oh shit, man! Uh, my last episode, we got kind of deep and dark and talking about some crazy shit. And uh, one thing that interests me. As a married couple, do you guys ever talk about dying? Does it ever come up in conversation? Oh, sure. I, yeah. I tell Brooke all the time, I'll be dead <laughs> way before her. He tells me uh, all the time. It's so annoying. I've always thought. Who's, who's older between the two of y'all? Are y'all the same age? You don't have to tell me the number. I'm just asking. Like, no, we're, I mean, he's no, like we're six both months. 39. Yeah, we're both okay. 39. He's like six months older than I am. So right now we're both Damn. 39. It's getting real. <laughs> I uh, yeah. I read a crazy story yesterday, and it was talking about how a bunch of people in California apparently inhaled some like smoke fumes from a crematorium that uh, they had a little bit of a mishap, and mm. uh, either somebody didn't close the oven door all the way, or God. something <laughs> like that. And uh, yeah, apparently this this smoke drifted through the crematorium out into the streets and people were breathing that shit and they were like hey man there might be some dead body juice vapors or some shit off and in my head I'm going well this is how the apocalypse starts I've seen this This, exactly exactly like zombies everywhere great but you know my wife and I were talking about it and uh, I just thought that was funny like just somebody forgot to close the door that read I found out that if you're really really fat Apparently, sometimes you can set like a grease fire in an incinerator too. That was another rabbit hole uh, that I went down with that that article. So it does make sense because I mean, there's it, it's fucking fat. Yeah, there's a yeah. They said Should that basically you go up like a piece of bacon, and the fire gets so intense that it just like explodes, explodes, uh. and then like a cloud of dust <laughs> of people. <laughs> Just will shoot up the chimney and kind of out into the atmosphere, and then where it goes, it goes. It could be on your windshield, you know, whatever. Yeah, we well, have a crematorium right down the street from the gym. That we do, fancy right? Not yeah. far from where we live. It's conveniently right next to a memory care facility. Yep. <laughs> just right down. So the, they just use a dolly. I was like, oh, that's morbid as fuck. Like they built it right next to the memory care facility. They probably got a wagon or a golf cart or something. Like they don't just, really use a fucking. Right. <laughs> they gas just in a wheelbarrow or of some sort. Just cart them across the parking lot but that's just smart business in my mind i know i was like oh it's so morbid though but yeah uh, i don't i don't think we talked about whether we're getting cremated or buried or not though so okay this leads me to this thing and i'm gonna have to close with this because i've only got a little bit the baby's about to go to bed so um i found out that there are other ways of having your remains you know prepared right there's a standard urn where you can get like a little tin and put that shit on a shelf but there's all kinds of interesting new shit they can do. Have you heard of jewelry? You know, they can make shit into jewelry now? Heard that. No. Yeah. They take just be- a little bit of it. Before, it before you say it, I want to say this because Brooke's not remembering right. We saw the commercial for where they can turn your remains into a tree, and I said I wanted to be that. <laughs> a Randall tree? That's great. <laughs> yeah, they, they put it in a pot, and you become a tree. What I if want the to fucking tree, tree dies, though? How's that going to feel? They just throw you in the wood chipper. Yeah, why don't you go? 
Yeah, if they cut your ass down, you become a bunch of two by fours. Get rid of this fucking hey. tree. I don't like that plan. So, okay. There's a couple different things that I found interesting at this site. And one of them was, you know, jewelry. That's that's kind of crazy. Like a big ass amulet with like a big uh-huh. stone thing. That would be cool. But um, one of the other options is you can have your remains pressed into a playable vinyl record. <laughs> Are you serious? Can, I'm, I'm I want, serious I want as a stroke. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Standard vinyl record. I believe you get four tracks on each side. (laughs) So my question and homework for everybody, you know, it's kind of on the spot, so I get it, but it's just fun to kind of play with this. Like your death soundtrack. What's that going to be? Well, yeah, I already said it. Thriller. That's my dream. Now you can get a, you can get a mixed, you know what I'm saying? You don't, because you only get eight tracks, so you don't have to get a whole album. You can just kind of mix and match. I said well, mine's song, and then I would have some Death Cab in there. Right. I'd probably start with Welcome to the Jungle, for sure. Like that would be the the the, the kickoff. What about Spirit in the Sky? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's a crazy thought. Like this is a thing that you could have. Kind of odd though. I like that. Yeah, right. I mean, mine are mine are pretty simple. You know, I'm a I'm a country music All fan. Country music. I, you know, I would have to have uh, some Hank. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I would have Blackberry Smoke. Yeah. I don't know if you know who they are. They're my favorite band. Uh, their song "Like I Am" is. I tell people that's my mantra. It's uh, "Like I, I Am" by Blackberry Smoke. That would be on I would there. I thought "Good One" coming on. "Good One" coming on would be on there also. I got eight tracks, four on each yeah. side. That's right. <laughs> um, I'm probably gonna have a little. Uh, <coughs> Chris Ledoux. Oh, snap. I'd, I'd have some Look at You Girl for you. Mm-hmm. That would be just for you. <laughs> um, this Cowboy's Hat, just because I love the story of that song and it makes me want to fight people. It, it <laughs> definitely makes people want to fight people, but go. <laughs> I don't know that song off the top of my head, but that's funny. Yeah, so there's all kind of ways I was going to go. But before we go, Jody, I, had a, I did have to ask you one question if you got a second. Yeah. I've been dying to ask you and my brother-in-law was he's a huge gun guy he actually managed a gun store and i was telling him your story yeah and since we were talking about dying and i made it pretty clear you know i'm not scared to die or worried about when i die i really don't give a fuck but when you've been as through as traumatic of a thing as you went through did that change how you look at life and death or no um it changed a lot about my faith I think yeah. that was pretty much the end of that, like whatever sliver there was there. Mm-hmm. And it's weird to say, but I'm just saying, like, I, I came really close and I didn't see any angels. I didn't see any tunnels. And I definitely uh, came close enough that I'm pretty sure I should have seen something. <laughs> and I didn't. Huh. So that was kind of disheartening. But, huh? you know, that was unfortunately the the tip of the iceberg for me like that came later in life and it kind of changed my life in the sense that it rebuilt a bond with my mother so yeah that's good it was life-changing in that it kind of got me more distance from a grandma who was a crazy person Mm -hmm. in that situation and um i don't know like i'm I'm not scared to die, but I definitely know that like every day I try to do the best I can to know that I didn't waste the fucking day. Oh, Lord, word up to that. You know what I'm saying? Because it is a reality, man. Like it could be that just bam. 
and you're yep. in a situation where you might literally be clinging to your fucking life. Can I tell well, you something that happened this evening that really kind of bugged me? And, uh, you know, I don't want to, to rattle anybody's cage or fucking talk shit, but uh, on the way to go meet a friend from a lake trip we took, uh, we saw a gentleman in a Nissan Frontier pickup truck who was obviously intoxicated. Uh, we ended up calling the cops on him because he, he was literally all over the road. Uh, at one point, he went into the ditch and hit like... Uh, uh, like a like a driveway, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a ditch, that, so there's yeah. like a, a, a concrete. Like a drainage under the driveway, yeah. And literally went airborne when he pegged that <laughs> shit. We were in front of him, and uh, my wife was like, you know, pull over and get around him. And I was just like, I really don't want to fucking turn. You know, it, it was weird, like just a moment where I'm like, I might have to fight somebody tonight, <laughs> and I'm not looking forward to this because if he hits this car. I'm gonna fuck him up. Oh sure. <laughs> That's one of those. He was so drunk, y'all. Like he was sitting at red lights, like dozing off, and people oh talking. I thought he was texting because he kept looking down. Yeah, he was, he was literally so fucking hammered that he couldn't keep his eyes open, and he was just Good driving. Him, though, no, that dude could have killed somebody for sure. I and mean, apparently, <laughs> while we called the cops, because we got off the road, let him pass us, and then we called him, and we lost mm-hmm. him, kinda. While we were calling in to report him, somebody else was following him. So I'm sure they got the guy. But it's just, man, I don't like calling the cops on people. But don't make me a part of your fucking night. I don't need to be on the news, you know, some shit like that. Yeah. Well, did did your accident change your feelings about guns? Are you still, do you still use guns, own guns, or? Well, um we hunted for a long time, you know, specifically deer hunting was a was the yeah. thing. You know, I tried a few like turkey hunting and whatnot, and I like shooting guns. It's fun, you know. Yeah. Um, when I was 19, I had another little incident where I ran into uh, a felony charge, and okay. unfortunately, I can't own a firearm anymore. Uh, oh, yeah. Felony means no yeah, firearm. My, uh, my wife, I'm pretty sure, can't even own one. So, you no, know, no, because y'all house, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, in this day and age, the way they like to throw people around, uh, yeah, I don't want to fuck around with that. So I'll keep a bat. You know what I'm saying? A machete. Oh, yeah. I'll take one of your goddamn arms off if I I'll have to. Heard that. Yeah, and I, I heard that on, I think, your last one of your last episodes. I don't really have a machete, just so you know. No, I, but I got I a hatchet. About- I'll fuck your ass yeah, up. Oh, I can God. throw that. <laughs> hey, like, if the fucking shit goes down, I got a bat, I'll beat your face off oh, with that. Absolutely. I was more wondering, it wasn't even about that. I was just I, wondering if it, yeah. if it would create, and it would be justifiable. I mean, motherfuck, man. No. I mean, you're the toughest son of a bitch I've, I've ever known to survive that shit. But yeah. if it made you like, where oh, I don't even want to see a gun again. Or if you're like, you can, know. Can I be honest? And this is going to sound kind of corny, and I really hope that it doesn't come off as, as making me look bad. But I believe there is a thing called survivor's guilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really think that occasionally I experience survivor because I've been shot. I've almost died. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. from that situation. So when I see this shit on TV, I have a level of respect for it. It's like, well, that that's terrible. You know, like when I see these videos, uh, like the the cop in uh, Baton Rouge or where the fuck that was, that guy he <laughs> shot in the fucking face. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've done the math. I've looked up the statistics. You don't usually live when you get shot in the head. 
you know, no, you don't need to look at statistics to know that. I mean, that's insane. Like so you're, yeah. when I hear these stories about these people that were put in a situation like the, the Vegas shooter guy where the dude was just shooting into a crowd, like it could have been anybody. You could have been standing there smoking a cigarette, not even paying attention and had a bullet through three parts of your body before you realize it's just it sucks man it's terrible and i just i wish people would stop shooting people so much i understand that the media really plays it up and the thing is is there's a lot of other shit that kills a lot more people than guns but guns are a pretty brutal way to go in my opinion so it's like i don't know what the answer is i just know that people die every fucking day and and you know it sucks that kids seem to be the focus of the gun stuff and that's what i think is driving the whole narrative at this point oh yeah i mean that's i mean i don't see anything wrong with that answer no yeah that makes total sense Mm -hmm. right nobody wants to see kids get murdered but the fact is a lot of people get murdered and the fact is and i said this to somebody the other day i felt like a dick when i said it but it's just a stupid (laughs) fact that i that i know and i happen to look at um autoerotic asphyxiation you heard of it when you choke yourself and jerk off Mm-hmm. I've never heard of that. What was it? You've never heard of autoerotic asphyxiation? No. Are y'all fucking with me? No, I, I well, <laughs> the reason I've heard of it so much is because I listen to a lot of murder shit oh, and shit. like a lot of true crime sh- and it comes up. It sucks because I'm about out of time. I'm going to have to wrap this up quick. No pun intended. Okay. <laughs> Randall, autoerotic asphyxiation is when you like to choke yourself while you're jacking off. Yeah. People die from Holy that. Shit. Uh, Holy shit. Allegedly, Chris Cornell, Robin Williams, like uh, David Carradine. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of people that, uh, you know, in this situation are like, what the fuck is going on here? So it's a thing. Apparently, when you bust a nut, it feels really good to choke yourself out. Yeah. And as a joke, oh. as a joke, I thought about patenting a product called the Jack Strap. So it's like a belt with a cup link on it so that if you pass out, it just pulls apart. But you can, like, hang yourself. But if you go full weight, it just snaps out and you pass out with your dick That's out. That's brilliant. That's fucking brilliant. You so, need to hurry up and do There's that. enough people. If it, Okay, I mean, if so, I, so here's, here's my point. Uh-huh. I looked up how many people annually die from autoerotic uh, asphyxiation. Yeah. 1,000 people. Yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah, I know. I heard that on another podcast, uh-huh. and I think it was like a, a mur- one of my murder podcasts that talked about that. There's like and it- 340 million people, I think, in the United States, and 1,000 people a year die from jerking off and hanging themselves accidentally. So Make product. But here's, here's the, the, the joke that I made that was kind <laughs> of the asshole move. A lot of kids die annually in school shootings, but you know what? <laughs> More people die from autoerotic asphyxiation than kids get murdered in schools. Oh, that's a, that's a true point. It if that, is, that's, but yeah, I see the value in that joke. And <laughs> I do, but that's it's incredible. Yeah. And when you think mm. about it like that, that's uh, such a niche thing. And yeah, fucking more people are choking their chicken and their fucking necks. Yeah. Wow, that's it interesting. Sucks that it's kids. More people die from just eating too much and having heart attacks, man. That's oh, cancer, yeah. oh. fucking all that shit. It kills a lot of more people than school Rx. Well, brother, I mean, yeah, we'll let you. I know you got to get out of here, man. Well, this was fucking fun, though, man. We really appreciate you. Open uh, the can I of mean, worms you're there. The first guys that reached out to us and has given a fuck about us. So I appreciate you guys coming by. Do me a favor, get your plugs in, and uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this shit up. Yeah. Um. So married AF. Um. Find us on iTunes, Google, Stitcher. 
Podbean and um, Facebook, Married AF Podcast, Instagram at Married AF Podcast, and Twitter at Married As Fuck. And new email is MarriedAFPod at gmail.com. Send all of your relationship questions to Randall and Brooke. Send all of your sex questions on every third Monday of the month to be showcased with uh, Dr. What's a uh, Rachel. Dr. Rachel Miller. Yep, Miller. Rachel Miller. Rachel Miller. And if you have some really nasty shit, you can always send them in and they'll holler at a man. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah we love her, podcast. man. We love her and Chris. They're awesome. No, it's it's fun. That's how I found you guys. Actually, I followed her, listened to like an episode or two, and then I saw you guys pop up. So that's just a kind of the way it goes, man. Hello. Uh-huh. Welcome to the fucking neighborhood. You guys don't be strangers. There you have it. The Married as Fuck podcast. Randall and Brooke Fowler. Motherfucker. <laughs> it was a good time, man. I really enjoyed it. And uh, shout out to them. Be sure to check out the show. You can Google that shit. You can look at any uh, podcatcher or platform, and I'm sure you will find it. But uh, leave them a review. Show them some love. Buy some shit. Lord. Uh, They caught me off guard there at the end with talking about weapons and all that good stuff. I hope that I didn't offend anybody with my point about uh, autoerotic asphyxiation. It's just a fun thing that I found out about. I find out new things all the time. I got a pretty interesting one that I'm going to try to get next weekend. Now, you guys know that I don't really speak a lot about politics or or anything that can be controversial that I don't really have an opinion on. It just is what it is, man. I don't. I, I try to be entertaining. entertaining. <laughs> I try to be entertaining and not focus too much on the crazy. But this week, something was brought to my attention that uh, that really kind of threw me. And I think next week I'm going to try to have on a former guest of the show. And uh, I would consider a friend of mine, Mr. Joe Moffat. Uh, there's a lot about history that's been kind of swept under the rug, especially when it pertains to black culture and things that, that motherfuckers have had to deal with that have been pretty crazy and hard. One was, was mentioned to me that I had never heard of in school. I'd never heard of, you know, in my adult life until now, which is kind of a travesty when you think about it, because I know that, that race relations aren't great right now in this country, at least what they want you to think they're not. I don't seem to have any problems, but, uh, man... <laughs> there's been some really fucked up shit in the past and uh, I felt it necessary to discuss a particular incident known as the Tulsa riots of 1921 it's just man we're going to try to get deep into it uh, and it's it's going to be crazy because it was a moment in time that that the government and the culture has tried to sweep under the rug, as in they don't talk about it much. It's not mentioned, and it was a very, very big uh, problem that happened in the early, uh, I guess, is that 20th century, 19th century? I don't fucking know. 
regardless, follow, subscribe, like the Po Boys podcast. You can Google that shit. Um, we got merch at wehavemerch.com. Go get some shirts and some dog tags and some motherfucking hoodie, whatever. Uh, we're featured on ASN Radio Network. You can get us there too. Man, we're all over. We're taking over little by little. So be sure, tell your friends, tell your mama, tell your friends, mama, about the show and share it. I want to be in your ears and all over your body. Yeah, just like that. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to get out of here. You motherfuckers have a great weekend. Randall Brook, you motherfuckers have a great journey. And we'll see y'all. We'll see each other down the road, motherfucker. Well, in the morning, she'll show you how much she loves you. And when the night comes, you need to show her to That's how a woman wants to be loved yeah. by a man. Now any old fool can stay through the good times. Yeah. Play.